Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Ported Iron Preview Show. I'm Neil and alongside me as always I'm joined by Dave Wiggins. Dave, how are you? Doing very well, how are you? Yeah, I'm uh, not too bad. Uh, joining us today, we're thrilled to be joined by former Ported Iron midfielder Michael Gold. Michael, um, how are you keeping? Not too bad, thanks for the intro there, yeah, good, all good with me, yep. Yeah. Uh, he didn't even mention Linfield Crusaders. No, no. Anna United. <laughs> Who else? They don't, don't count. Here, um, <laughs> Michael, we usually do this and it's usually dark, but we're doing it in daylight here. It's Thursday night at six o'clock. I believe you have a big announcement for your for the Anna supporters there. The Anna <laughs> supporter, for the Anna United I, supporter. I'll just show you uh, here now, you can see it there. So. No, Kieran McGargan's a good friend of mine. I've got a bit lazy the last couple of months or last year. I think everyone has, so they're back in training tonight. So I'm going to come up in here and see if my legs still work and get out in this training pitch and then see what I'm like. I think Mark McAllister actually's coming up tonight now, so this should be really, really right. entertaining. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so tell the truth, right? Annie United, Linfield away in the Irish Cup this year. Mark McAllister, Michael Galt, is the big return on like. I think it's too late to sign, isn't it? Like, but no, I couldn't look myself in the mirror. I went and signed, played an Irish Cup against Linfield, especially when I'm back at Linfield now. Like, so it might be a good thing if I actually play for them. But no, I thought in an ideal world, I would love to. Like, but I think it's it's too short notice, and I think it's only really a one-off match, basically, because Anna's not going to win. Let's, let's face it. And a lot of their boys are dedicated and work hard and all up here. Like, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel right in taking someone someone's place. Like, so I'm down, and I'll be, I'll be. I was going to say we cheer in the morning. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll come down and watch the matches in neutral. Like, and definitely yeah. give boys a great lad. He's worked so hard here at Anna. Like, so he's yeah. just delayed back and forth in this year game now. So it's it's a, it's real. When, when does Anna United get a chance to go to Windsor Park and play a one-off match against here? So yeah, that'll be a bit of unfair criticism, I think, from all, all quarters. Whatever, if, I can understand that point of view as well. If clubs pulling out, whatever, like the way they've been treated by Niffel and FA now. But I've spoken to Karen at length about it, like, and he's just. It's he's just a good opportunity to go and play the game. I'm thoroughly behind him. Surely, if Scotty McCordick's still going to be running about, you could still lace up the boots and give it a go, like. hundred percent. I I thought Scotty was done when I was done here, and I was telling him, but for some reason Kieran kept him on, and got rid of me. So I don't know what what does that say. There you go. Uh, Neil, what about you? Yeah, no, I'm, I just I look forward to this when the Irish Cup. You know, recommences and we'll see Michael playing for Anna United despite what he's saying. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, will we crack on then? Yeah, better crack on. Where, where, where can we start then? It's, it's been, uh, yeah, it hasn't been a particularly great week now, has it? Reported down. Oh, wow. It hasn't been horrible, like, but we've suffered two defeats. Um, yeah. But two defeats against big teams, like you're, you know, we've got we've got beaten by Linfield one 0 who are going to go on and win the league. Um, played quite well. They scored a scrappy goal. We didn't quite take our chances. Um, we've got beaten two one by the Crews. Um, that was the one I was most disappointed about, I guess. And uh, on the way out, somebody said to me, "Would you be happy getting?" F- be it 5-0 every other week if you could scrape a win against a Linfield or a Crusaders or a Larne instead of getting beat by the odd goal. 
And I would happily get beat 5-0 one match and scrape a 1-0 or a 1-all the next match and get beat 5-0 the next match and scrape a 2-1 the next match, you know, because we're playing quite well in those matches, but coming away, it's, it's okay saying, you know, we played well. Um, they're big teams, we've played well, but you're coming away still with narrow defeats and uh, that's probably a bit frustrating. Michael, you were, you were doing the radio for Plains against Crusaders last week, weren't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did how did you find how did you find the cruise in that match? They got beaten by a late goal. Is that right? I watched the cruise against Dungannon on the street on a on the screen there twenty four seven, and Crusaders were abysmal. Mm. Uh, a lot of time for Stephen Baxter. Never like I don't like saying I like a few good friends down there, but they were shocking. Dungannon should have beat them four or five. I watched them against the Glens, and as you said in the radio, and they were, in my opinion, probably the better side. They definitely shouldn't have been beaten. A draw probably was a fair result. I thought the crews probably shaded it. And then I watched a bit of the match there against Portadown there, as you say. And Portadown were obviously winning the match and the Crusaders weren't, weren't looking good at all. And I couldn't believe it when the crews got two goals out of nothing, really. It was, it was as you say, very disappointing. And you're coming away from the match, you're getting beat 2-1. But in the day, you're getting no points. It was a good performance. Should have got something from the game. But as yeah. you say, like it's it's just a bit soul-destroying. You have to pick up at least draws or wins in some of the games. I can. I mean, you, we done the Crusaders game a long time ago, didn't we? Way when was when was that there? Two all draws, was it? Put it down. We're outstanding that night. Yeah. Could have got all three points, no doubt about it. And it's just I know Tippy's has his, his his brains wrecked trying to work out and some performances. You see the the performance against Carrick with the getting conceding five like and sure what's they got there. It's really disappointing if you get beat by Linfield or Crusaders by the all goal. It's I don't like saying it, but it's it's okay at the minute, like because it's the performances are there. But that carry match probably would have disappointed more than anything. And um, I see Tippy quite regularly there down training over Bal McCaster on a Friday, and uh, I've actually joined him with them a few times. But he's he's not he said he's definitely not saying to me. So and I'll be back in for <laughs> no chance. But no, I can see that the hard work and dedication they're putting in, they're putting on extra sessions and bringing boys from England and things like that there. So it's. I know Tippy really well. He's not all about this hard luck story. He's not picking up points. He yeah. wants to win as many matches as possible and get up that league table. So I yeah. think it's a bit, we've talked about it at length. I'm sure you have before about the new relegation. Brilliant. Happy days. That means there's going to be no relegation. But what does that mean for players and, and teams? Just go, just give up and don't put their effort in. You can see likes of Warren Point and Carrick and them, boy, them boys aren't going to down as well. They're not going out and just going out and answer. We'll just play here for a laugh. Yeah. Yes, Dean Shield as well. He's trying to pick up. He's trying to get his team going, and it's 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 the same all round. Like so, even though there's no relegation, I can see all the teams down there. They're giving everything in all these matches, and it's great to see. And it's just going into the next season, get the squad sorted out, and then from where it go next year. We don't want these hard luck stories. We don't want to ever beat two one. It's okay. We want we want to be going in beating Crusaders and beating excellent beat, beating all whatever, and then just getting pulled down back up to top half the table at, at least anyway. And push on from there, Neil. I take it you watched the match on Tuesday night. I, I thought we were well in against the Cruise for a good hour. Yeah, um, I thought we were excellent. And then, uh, do you know what? I was so disappointed with how it ended up because it just like we switched off for like two minutes and we got punished. And we've got nothing to show for it now after a really good performance because Crusaders are on a shopping run at the minute. Well, they were up until they played us. And it was really, I really thought they were there for the taking, and it obviously just didn't transpire that way. But I, yeah. 
I just thought we were, I thought we were really solid at the back and all as well, and it was looking good. And just one of them things, if you don't take your chances and stuff, you know, you're obviously going to end up empty-handed, and that's what happened. But it was real. It was a real, real open game. It was end to end, and both teams were kind of passing and moving and creating opportunities. We took ours, and Crusaders didn't seem to be able to make the breakthrough. And then when Stephen Baxter brought on, you know. You know, it's it's effective, but he brought on Jordan Owens and for the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes, then he went long ball. And flip, it is effective. Like, you know, it went from our centre-halves heading every single ball away to battling for the ball, really, with Jordan Owens and other players. And uh, it made the difference at the end of the day. And as soon as they got one goal back, we've got young players. Their heads went down a little bit. Then very quickly, it was 2-1. Very quickly, we gave away a penalty. And obviously, Jacob Carney made a great save. Um, but yeah, that, that one felt like the stuffing got knocked out of us more than getting beat 1-0 by Linfield. Like. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. But another thing, like I've said it before that many times, we need to stop giving away penalties. Like, I know some of them have been really harsh, but come on, like you're just literally giving the opportunity to the other team to give them a goal. Michael, what do you make of what's going on at Crusaders at the minute? I know, obviously, you, you, you played there for a while and you know you said you've a lot of respect for Stephen Baxter. And yet you're just in a bad run of form and you think you'll be able to turn it around? I, th- I think it is just a very unfortunate bad run of form. Um, if it was a Crusaders supporter, I'd be, I'd be very worried, obviously. Um, I was speaking to Stephen Baxter or last, I think it was last Wednesday or something and he says something scary. Like he's never lost two matches in a row in, in the league for his whole time being there, and I find that amazing. Unreal, isn't it? I couldn't believe it. Whether he was right or not, but I, I wouldn't doubt him. Like he, he obviously knows best. And it was just I watched him against Dungannon. I think that was the most worrying one. They were they were horrendous, as I said there before. Like really, really, really poor. And Dungannon at the foot of the table, and they should have Rory Patterson should have had a hat. Should have been they should have been five up easy. But then I watched them against the Glenzer and the weren't too the performances were the, the it's not as if they're not trying for them, they're not playing for them. I think it is just a, I've been there a few times before. I poured it down. Balamina as well, there's just days we couldn't buy a win. At Linfield the last couple of years there's a few in spells you couldn't buy a win. And I say I say the same thing to Stephen Baxter. See the harder you try, the worse it seems to get. Those players aren't going out there not trying and just, just walking about the pitch well. They they actually are trying, but so, Believe it or not, sometimes the harder you try in football, you feel like they have the, the weight of the world on your shoulders and you just feel so happy and you feel lethargic and you're thinking, flip, this can't get any worse. And A lot of it's in the mind, psychological and, and confidence as well. And I've, I've always said, if you feel a confidence, you, you very rarely have a bad game, but your confidence is rock, rock bottom. It's very hard to go and get the ball off the back four or, or go and even a 10-yard pass, even something as simple as that. It's very hard to do. And as Maybe just one or two players a bit of low confidence, you can get away with it. But the whole squad seemed to be very, very low on confidence and he seems to be rotating the the, uh, the the team week in, week out, whatever, and they can't get a run of games together. And I think just going by, I think that it was a massive three points to get against Porter down there on Tuesday evening and the performance against Glen Torum was a lot, lot better. So I'm sure he'll be thinking to try and get them back up the top three or four and push for European place. But yeah. again, it's, it's just, I wouldn't, Stephen's a, Stephen's a great man. He's very like David Jeffries. Maybe not tactically, he's going to, outplay you and do this and do that whatever you said before about the tactic the Jordan Owens or if Adam Leckie's playing it it's, it's the Irish league at the end of the day it's, it's very very effective you're getting the ball from A to B quickly you're playing the opposition half you're playing off knockdowns and it's worked for them they've won league titles playing like that at Linfield as well and we played it as well we got the ball to Glenn Ferguson and Peter Thompson very very quickly and 
uh, it, it worked. So why would you, why would all of a sudden start playing all this fancy football right from the back and and wee triangles in your own in your own penalty box? And I, I just don't think it's we're in the right league to be doing things like that there. But just going back to the, on the, the point you asked about just Crusaders, I think it is just a wee bit of bad form and low in confidence. And I, and I think they've got too good a squad there. And, too good a manager and things like that. They're not to be sitting with no no hands in the last five or six games or whatever it was. Yeah, they have, a, they have a quality team and a quality first team squad there for sure. You mentioned Dungannon and, and uh, Rory Patterson there, who obviously came on the other night and got sent off and whatever mm-hmm. else. Missed a penalty, did he, after 15 minutes or something? I'm not afraid. But he's a battle McCaster. He must have had about flipping eight penalties for us. And I think, he's, I think he missed about. Actually, just around the corner there, what do you call it? It's not what do you call the team there, just yeah. across from it. Uh, what do you call him? Bourneview, sorry. Bourneview, young man, I. Missed a penalty down there last time we were up on all night, but he, he was yeah. Brennan Force and Brennan Bays, one of my good mates. Like, but tell, me penalty, tell, me this. tell me this, Dean Shields, do you think he realises what he's taking on there? I think... Uh, Obviously, you're still the top fighter of Northern Ireland football, so I think mm-hmm. he's jumping at the chance to go and get a, get an opportunity. And I think speaking the likes of Michael Carville and Mark Patnell, them boys well, and the scene that they're buying in the season's all good. It worked for it worked against Crusaders, and I actually came back thinking, "Wow, that's that's I haven't seen that in the Irish League before. That's outstanding." Mm-hmm. In the next two games, nine goals against Almena and Dungannon, and you're thinking, hey, "Forget about it. We're in the Irish League here, so don't be." I even seen that the goal kicks. The goalkeepers not even taking back balls. It's uh, the centre halves are passing the ball to the goalkeeper, and then they're trying to play it out and all. So, if I had done that on the run McFall or Dave right, you can rest assured I wouldn't be playing that football team too much longer. You'd be you'd be sitting behind beside him or up in the stands. So no, I I love. I was never a great football. I, I got stuck in, run about the pits, give all my effort, things like that. There, I'm not going to come out, come on here and say I was, I was wonderful football or anything like that. There, but I, I just tried real hard and. I think the Irish League. If you give me ten boys, you're going to run through a brick wall and give all your every ounce of effort, as opposed to ten we fancy Dan passing the ball about and and we and we score triangles. I know what I pick every day of the week. You've just answered a question I was going to ask you. Sorry, Neil. I'm just chatting on here. I wrote it down because it was on the Irish League forums. I don't know if you snoop on there ever, but uh, obviously, <laughs> Lin, obviously, Linfield fans are talking about Cammy Palmer being a good player, young and upcoming. You know, I know what you're going to say. you've seen it. <laughs> you've probably got sent it then. I, I think it was my dad who wrote it, probably. Yeah. So it was somebody called Stuarty who said Cammy Palmer. He's like a Michael Galt who can play football. But you've already answered the question there by saying you get in there, you break it up, you get it forward to Peter Thompson and Glenn Ferguson. That's what you do. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was that bad in the ball. I sort of. I scored a few goals in the ports, and I think I scored twenty or thirty goals for Linfield. So it was. I wasn't totally useless now, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be bombing ball and whatever. Like I did. I did enjoy. We got. We got a goal or a nice assist. It was. I was. I was lovely and really. I. I loved it now, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a regular occurrence. <laughs> Michael, um, obviously last weekend for the you what? What's that? I would bust anybody but an attacker. No bother. That was my friend. <laughs> funny, funny you say that. Just before we bring Neil back in here, uh, you're on you're on Darren Potts's podcast, the Pottscast, last week. Yeah. Flip, you did some talking on that. That was it was near two hour job, wasn't it? No, I, I don't. Get, I don't get to talk in the house now. So he was just. I was at Port Law and Dungan, I think on the on the BBC. So I sort of stayed them 
get this done early here. And next thing you know, it was two hours and I missed it. Yeah. So it was, it was, was it, I love the story about you were playing in a charity match against a bunch of young lads and you, you absolutely lost the back and bop and emptied somebody. I was so stupid. Like the, the wee lads supporter down supporter. I, f- I know you're I, talking, you're, t- you're actually talking to him on the other screen there. <laughs> I didn't kick him hard enough then. Look at that. Look at there's yeah. the team. Unbelievable. How did how did that team beat my team look? I don't a know. Team, a team of Linfield Ringers is what I heard. Exactly, no. Shocking with a beat very fine. But uh was and I just took a swipe at Neil and just I just after done I just went, What am I here like? He told um, me he told me it was his claim to fame anyway. He's happy, he's happy enough. I didn't kick him hard enough. He got the he got the he got the stud marks tattooed onto his back permanently there anyway. So anyway, put like that. sure. Oh, uh, it was all fun and games. I remember that it was that's something I've ever ran around a football pitch as much in my life. Like, but it was it's funny just running before the game and stuff. I obviously was hoping that we would play against us, and then I actually wore. Ported iron shorts and socks as part of that there and all. It's like, oh, we're playing against the Blues, have to get it on. But no, it was, it was brilliant. I, you, you sought me out on the forums to apologise and all. I was like, what's up? It's funny. I've seen someone mention a summer. It must have been the forums or something. Well, he wasn't and all I got back then. I think someone, <laughs> I, I didn't know I was going to get in trouble. I actually generally felt I was really stupid to do. Like, and that's, that's not the pits and all used to get stuck in, like, but we never would have done anything. Like, I got there. Yeah, for, just for you, it's just like, oh, what did I do that for? Like, that shows you how much, I think I said the Patsy as well, like, that shows you any football, any training session, whatever, not winning or not going well, like, you're just, you're just so frustrated and just try your best on every time. Like, I'm, I'm sitting outside here, Leanna Pitts, no doubt tonight I'll be, I'm probably, I'm not as fan and whatever, but I'll be on the bit here trying to make an impression, like, and people watching me or people whatever, like, so I'll be happy trying my best to be in here and, no doubt I'll be getting involved with a scrap of something tonight, like so. That's what I'm Mark McAllister. Happy days. Uh, brilliant stuff. Michael, um, obviously, you, you, most of your career there, you, you played for Linfield for many years. Obviously, one of their most decorated players ever. Um, what did you make of their performance last week against Portadown? They, they got the job done at the end of the day? Yeah, they got the job done. It's about big titles again. Do you want to get the team who plays football and just loves to watch him week out and the drop points here and there? It's it's about when the league's hit and to put it down, it'll be easy. The last match at Shamrock Park when Linfield won two one, put it down. We're very unlucky not to get at least a draw from that game. I was very impressed. Shane Tall was in the commentary. It was it was and Dave there it was it was a brilliant game. And again, I I, I knew Linfield wouldn't go down and beat put it down three or four whatever. I knew it'd be very very tight and. It could have been one goal winning it and put it down everything and I'm sure Linfield and Dave Hayden just slated to get out of there with three points and just marches them off the lead. We're down to ten to go and Linfield was it six points or maybe many points together from Coley in five or six maybe. Uh, it, was in hands up. it might even be a couple more but Coley in have a couple of games in hand or something like that. Uh, Linfield got ten games left. Linfield win seven games or the last games. I think they're, go- they're going to win the league like so that's all that. They've played brilliant at times this season. I've watched Shane Lavery, they've been outstanding. Kirk Miller, they've been brilliant. We're able to do that there. So I just go out and just prove they can win matches. They got three points, be relentless. And then come the end of the season, they say they're, they're probably going to be league, uh, league champions and they don't go down 
they've had a few freak results this season. I think Carry came back and drew with them. They're beat by worn points. So yeah, they'll be looking at some results. They should be thinking they should be further ahead in the league. But it's it's just a it's just a very campaign this year and by all accounts BBC were telling me that they will definitely get thirty eight games played. So there'll be no one maybe coming fans such it's gonna be thirty eight games and all albeit Tuesday Saturday. Basically, rest of the season and most of the season, it's you still get a fair winner because we'll have 38 games played and everyone plays the same amount of times, but they'll, they'll be worthy champions. Yeah, 100%. You're saying there about Shane Lavery, and um, I, I think he's outstanding. And I was delighted that he was called up to the Northern Ireland squad and you know, he, he made an appearance against Italy and then started against CSA. But I was actually really disappointed that he wasn't. Uh, there last night he didn't get a run out. I, I think he's quality and I would actually start him for Northern Ireland to be perfectly honest. Um, but he's a, he's a quality player and I think most people would expect Linfield to go on and win the league here albeit they play Coleraine here on Sky um, next week. Next week, yeah. And um, that, that's a massive game. I think if Coleraine win that, you just never know. But if I think if Linfield don't lose that game, I'm not saying they'll go out to not lose, but they'll, they'll obviously want to win. But I think if Linfield even did draw that game, I, I, I pretty much think it's a guarantee that they'll go on to win the league. I always, um, Neil, I always struggle when Irish league players are playing for Northern Ireland. Like, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely booed Andy Smith and I've definitely booed Gary Hamilton on the Windsor Park pitch when they've got Northern Ireland top on, because like, four down first, Northern Ireland second, as far as I'm concerned. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Better not be me when I got my international call up. I, was in the, I came on for the most decorated, or British, what does Steve the record? The most capped British, British player. player. 126. What was my the fame? So we've got 127 caps between us. I, I, came on, I came on for Steve David. After, was, that, was it in America? No, it was at Windsor Park. We played Georgia um, oh. under Nigel Worthington. So that was my claim to fame. I, I got half on the pitch. One for Steve Davis, nice. but again, come back to your point. Every there, like people obviously look down. At, I think mine was we have a token gesture. I was playing so well in the Irish league and whatever, and got, I was never going to be a Northern Ireland regular or anything super like that. I think it was just more recognition for doing yeah. well in the Irish. Delighted to do it. So, in terms of Shane Lavery, I think I think it's only a matter of time where he goes back across the water. Yeah. And I think last night just so they, were, they were tasting the cold. That we lads fit. He's flying. I think you're right, Neil. I would have threw him on there the last 20 minutes, half hour, to try and get a goal. I think he would have been buzzing anyway. He would have been trying to create something. He would have been in their faces. And no disrespect, like to Carl Laffley or Josh McGuinness, whatever. Like, I think it would have given a a fresh approach going Shane on there and seeing what he could have done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree with that sentiment entirely. Like, I think he's a smashing player. And I think Linfield will be doing well to hang on to him next season because, like you say, I think there'll be vultures from across the water swooping around him. Like, so we'll see how that pans out. Michael, Portadown are playing uh, a club that, let's just say, their fans would have given you a bit of a hard time over the years. They're playing the Glens this Saturday here. Um, what do you make of the Glens? How do you see that game going on Saturday? Yeah, um, Glens have signed really well and they've got a massive squad now. I think you get sort of the financial cases now. It doesn't seem an objective, to be honest, but they're signing here for the want. Um, I think they got off to such a bad start this year that everyone's more or less was laughing at. That's probably where I laughed at them. They were sitting bottom, whatever, and they played very few games, whatever. But 
they've, they've come back really, really well. And it's probably a bit too late in, in the season for them to make a serious title challenge. It was also for away in the last couple of weeks. It'll be close enough, like, but I think they're just too far ahead. And there's too many there's games to go, but no doubt about it. They'll be looking to play quarter down here and they'll be looking three points. And it was always faced to the third when it was a quarter down playing against them, Torn. It was. Was definitely running a crawl like you, you would think, like the Glenavon or Olympia, he would have done the most. But we were playing, we were playing Glen and Glen Torr, and he, the wise man from East, he called him. He just, he just wanted to, wanted to, uh, beat the Glens like he just had no love for them whatsoever. And, um, but this season, you've just seen how, how much have improved your squad. And I think you're not, you're not tell effects about there until next season. It'll be very, very interesting now. They make another few standings and. Like the Conor McMillan and Reese Marshall who come in in January who are brilliant players and I just think for next season going ahead they'll, they'll be a mighty force to, to, to deal with for everyone concerned in the league next year and um, I think Portland will get a very tough against them here on Saturday Yeah they've uh, some team like they really are I, I think they could end up finishing second this season if not probably third you know they're just they're climbing there and uh, yeah playing well and when, when you just consider some of the players that they've signed like it's like taking Luke McCullough back from England straight in, he just he strokes it about like he's playing with his mates in the park. Honestly, it just looks really easy to him. Like you said, McManaman and obviously young Donnelly scoring plenty of goals for them as well. And they've just they've a big squad. And uh, I think teams like Linfield will be more nervous about Lintour next year coming than maybe stealing their thunder a little bit. Um, yeah, there's plenty of money there as well. So, and obviously, Mick's got big plans for a new stadium and all that kind of stuff. So, Lintourne are definitely on the up there, and I think they'll make Linfield a little bit nervous in the, the couple of seasons ahead. It's funny there you're saying about um, Ronnie would have got you seat up for that game, Michael. Like, like as a fan, the Glentorn fixture is one that I look out for first. I I love the Portadown and Torn fixtures. It's a fixture that it's going back when I was a kid. You know, there was always all hell with Great Bruce, Michael Collins would be sent off, and Vinny would be getting involved, and Chris Walker and all were Paul Lehman and all were playing. And the, the Oval's actually my favourite away ground, believe it or not. And it's it's just disappointing that you can't get fans in. Is um, that just because you you like the lovely toilets that they supply for us? Well, the wall. The wall, eh? <laughs> or yeah. Dave, uh, speaking of Glen Torn, you're wearing a lovely number there, a, a cup final shirt from 2000, ported down Glen Torn. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way, but... The sleeves yeah, Unbelievable. Aye, 2000, Eel Ginzine, Eel, Ian Gilzine scored the winner. He came on as a sub, if I remember. Header at the back post. Pissed off that day. It was like we did not turn up at all. Like, But that was a wee bespoke Adidas number. But it's match worn. Number 12 on it there. Well, I don't know if that substitute came on or not, but that's from the, the Chris Wright collection again. That's the last one I have from the Chris Wright collection. So there you go. It's decent. What have you got on? It looks a bit tight on you, Neil, to be fair. I can see a well, nipple or two there. It, 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 it's very up because it's from 2009, which was the same year that uh, uh, Michael uh, kicked me in the back. And he quoted on the podcast the other week that he, he kicked the smallest person on the pitch, which is probably why it used to be a small, but I think I'm first out of it now. Like, so, yeah, this is uh, the 2009-10. Get over it, Dave. Get over and, it, uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it, it was a small at the time, but it is I'm bursting out of it now. Like, it's too tight, but it's a nice shirt, a shirt all the same. Like, so, there you go. Uh, moving on from the Glen Torn game, Connor, uh, 
we entertain Lauren next Tuesday. Now, Lauren, obviously, there's been a lot of money flying about, you know, their club on the up and whatnot. Michael, they've obviously slowed down a bit over the past couple of months, right? Oh, that's one way of putting it. Um, They were Christmas champions, according to their Twitter. Um, how how do you make what do you make of them at the minute, and how do you see that game going? No, I th- I think it's been a breath of fresh air of the Irish League. They come in, I think, no way I said it like all this uh, football playing out the back. So many times, whatever when, when it's on, if you're winning one or two nil, whatever, do it, whatever. But Lauren have come in full time. They've they've got Inver Park. I always remember Inver Park was never a nice space to go down to, and um, they've they've come. They've done the full time thing. They've got an academy down there as well, and they're just doing things the right way. And Kenny Bruce seems very, very um, well into it, and he's he's there for a long time. They've got big ambitions, so I think it's only too good for the Irish League. And you seen, as you say, Christmas champions like they were flying. They were sitting up towards the top, but whatever. But um, I, I didn't. I'm not going to say I'm a genius, like, but I, I didn't think it would have lasted for the full season. I, I could never see them being champions. It's they've tailed away quite a wee bit. I watched them against Korean there on Tuesday evening there, and, and they weren't they weren't great, whatever. But that's they weren't playing on the, on the, on their favourable surface. They're playing down in a uh, down in Korean, which is was always a hard place to go down to. It was always a battle. So their style of football is never going to be suited down places like that there. And I just I just I wasn't surprised seeing tailing away, but no doubt about it, they'll, they'll learn a lot from this season. Next year they'll go in. They might, they might send a few different types of players, like so. Like, like myself or something like that, third players who know about the Irish League and know what it's about and know how physical it is and know what's needed as well. And, and then a, a bit of a mix with all those boys out playing nice football, I think, for next season. They will definitely front a lot. It'll be interesting to see what type of players they, they sign for next season. Yeah, I think so. They've got a lot They've got a lot of quality ball players and brought young, young players in, very technically gifted from England and stuff like that. But as you've already mentioned, and it's probably what Portadown misses as well, is... Somebody hard in the middle who's got experience, who knows how to break up the play and get the ball forward as quick as they can, you know. And um, I would l- love to see us signing a player like that as well. Um, but yeah, Neil, whenever Michael said he didn't think Lauren were going to be champions, you- your face actually smirked a wee bit in the corner of your mouth. I don't. I know you were trying to remain straight faced, like. But... <laughs> no, I just I appreciate you know what they're doing down there, and you know it is. A breath of fresh air for the Irish League, you know, it gives it a, a lot of exposure. But I just can't accept what some people have said, and that basically how you, you've got the likes of Limfield, Glentorn, Crusaders, like they're they're the big boys in a sense. And it just, I just always sort of thought, just because Lauren got promoted and suddenly it was a bit of money that they're suddenly one of the big boys, and to me, they're not like because they have kind of the one that. Well, yeah, yeah, but they they won the countdown machine and, and kudos for that. But it just sort of was like they're not really one of the big boys. They have to prove themselves, and to me, they're not proving themselves. And the, the game next week against Portadown, I think Portadown are under no pressure at all because why should they be at the end of the day? Because everyone's expecting Lauren to sweep aside everyone that's in front of them, and they haven't been doing it. And they're in a bad run of form as well. And I just think Portadown next week will be going in with no fear into that game. And especially after the game at Denver Park the last time, the, the two each there, I thought Portadown played really, really well and, and could take a lot of heart from that. And uh, yeah, I, I think all well, the pressure's on Lauren next week. I've, I've no doubt, you know, on their day, they can beat anybody and they've proven that. 
Um, but it is sort of feel like flattered to deceive. Sorry, they have flattered to deceive a wee bit, and it's sort of like you believe in the hype a wee bit. You know, there's a lot of players there that are like it's not it's not old at all, obviously. But in football, in terms, if you're sort of over thirty, you know, it's sort of seen like you're more elder of a player. Like, <laughs> sorry, my God, I mean that in a disrespectful way, but um, and um. You know, you would think, you know, it's a bit of an agent team there as well. Have they missed the trick this season? Because, like Michael's already alluded to, Glentoran are getting strong. And next season, you would expect them to really challenge Dimfield. And it's going to be a really, really big test for Lauren, I think, because I think this was the season that if they were going to properly challenge, it had to be now because Glentoran are going to be stronger next season. Linfield are going to be stronger again because they're going full-time. You'd expect Crusaders to bounce back. Corain will be up there. Clippenburg, good side in their day. Obviously, Portland will take the world by storm next season as well. So, <laughs> but no, I, I um, I think Laura may missed the trick this season. I really, really do. Yeah, I think I think out of the two matches this week, Glentoran and Lauren, Lauren's probably the biggest opportunity to get a point or three points at Shamrock Park. Uh, definitely potential for a point. At least if we score a goal, I always think you can maybe scrape a draw. But if Lauren don't turn up and we do turn up 1-11, then there's a good opportunity there for points on Tuesday night, which would be a big relief, I'd imagine. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's like I was really disappointed in Tuesday. I was, because I actually thought we did pretty well. But at the end of the day, it's, it's points you need, not performances. And, you know, you said yourself earlier on, you know, would you take a hiding here and a hiding there if it meant you know, you'd win the all game? And I know, like we've said it before, it's it's what Carrick have done. You know, they've went and got absolutely annihilated by the likes of the Glens and Linfield, whereas we've actually put up a fight that then they've targeted us and went, this is a game that we must win and they've, they've beat us twice. Yeah. And we 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 do need we do need a bit of luck as well. Like, but um, I'm really hoping that we can. Turn a corner, Michael. What do you make of a quarter down this season? Obviously, there's a lot of young players coming through. You've been down it for a few times to see us play. What What do you make, and and do you think we're heading in the right direction? No doubt about it. Yeah, uh, well, yep, all about. He's a great lad, and he's wanting to do very well for Porter Down. He's he's got them up, whatever. And I think there's years ago who renowned for saying really there's. I think that's good. Probably when I was nice sort of left, whatever that period of time, before they were on their way down, whatever, through no fault of their own. And um, I think it's taken a bit of time to get back up, but it's definitely taking the slow process and it's not going to be a quick fix. They're in the, they're in the Premier Division now. They've got a good manager. They've got a great player. They've got players to be picking up players and all sorts, whatever. So that's fantastic for the club. It'll only make them stronger. Uh, I just think going into the next season, then we'll, we'll say there's no relegation this year, which is brilliant. Next season, it's all about getting getting the, team, the squad sort of. Maybe sign another couple of Irish League uh, experienced players. The jobs that's needed to be done in Irish League football. Um, but again, it's, it's definitely going the right direction. Uh, very exciting place to be around. I've seen them, I know where they train. I've been down, as I said, training and, and watching. Whatever, and it seems to be a real buzz about the place, and uh, it's just next season is going to be massive for quarter down. And um, look at some performance they put in like, again against Linfield Crusaders down at Lauren. They win, and the job 
but just back to the fact of Carrick. Carrick go and get tanks six, six, whatever. Following week, go and be the team one nil, and they get three points. Where it's 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 must be very demoralising when you're looking around and you're sitting sort of at the same same place on tables like the Carrick, whatever. I think we're in a, a better squad and a better start eleven anywhere. Um, but again, this season just about feeling their way back in the Irish League, getting established, and then going from next season, right? Come and come, start targeting that top six, come and win it, come and do things like that. And I think Tippy's right man in the job, and obviously Big Muskelly helping him as well. Like the right, right people in there, and it's just about building up in the squad and just and progressing every season as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. I, I, I really, I'm looking forward to the for the future of Portadown. Like, you know, I, I think we are going in the right direction. And we've, we've said it on this show many times. Like, I know obviously there's no relegation, but at the start of the season, um, you know, we were, we, we would have took tenth. I think anybody with a rational mind would have bit your hand off for that. Like, and we're sitting tenth at the minute. And it would be nice to get a few points on the board. Out of these two games, it's obviously two games where we're technically not really expected to get anything. But again, like we said, it'll be targeting the Lauren game. But as you always say, Dave, we play better against better teams. So, 100%. and then the biggest one though. <laughs> but yeah, um, Michael. Obviously, before we let you go here, obviously you've got Alex in here tonight. I just want to ask you one thing. We're harking back. The 2015 Irish Cup final. Hold on, hold on. I had 40 minutes. I had 40 minutes on the clock for 2015 Irish Cup bingo there. So that's a favour to me. The people need to know. I thought Michael would have brought it up, mind you. No. No, no, I was like, I listened to the podcast the other week, and Potsy's one of my best mates. And uh, I thought your interview was superb. And, you know, you were chatting about Portadown quite a bit and then chatting about the Cup final. But Obviously, there were there were problems behind the scenes at Portadown, but the, the Irish Cup final, just what happened that day to me was just an absolute travesty of justice, and it sort of sent the club into a negative spiral after that. And we, we had, listen, you were the player that got fouled. Talk us through it. What happened? It was shocking. It was a bit of a poor game. I think it was 50-50, but the, the conditions that day weren't great, and I think we had the wind in our favour that second half. So we Half time, we looked round, me, Ribsy, and Wiggy and all. We were like, right, let's go for this half here now. So we were confident going in that second half. And I watched it back. I have no idea why it's just that ball down. I usually, I'm just sitting in midfield or whatever. Like, I seen the ball there, and he just sort of tossed it a terrible back pass. So I thought, right, go ahead and run there. And as I was running, he just stuck his leg out, and I tripped over his leg. And I didn't even realize at the time it was a back pass. Yeah. He's laying on the ground, complaining to the referee, like, Free kick, like obviously, didn't give it. So in the peel of back pass, and before I knew it, Elliot Morris had the ball. I think Elliot just got rid of it quickly because he knew just get rid of this ball here and hopefully just avoid all. all this guy. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like when you get fouled. Exactly, there was a way. Look, the yellow card. That's, that's, um, that's it's 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 really no, Crandall's came Elliot in the trans centrum. Same as my mate, he's a good lad, like, but he was stabbed on the pub as well. He didn't open his mouth, and I rang him on the bus on the way home. And I said, What's the crack? He goes, Oh, it was a foul, like. And I said, Well, why didn't you? You said, He goes, And oh, my mic wasn't working. So I said, Why didn't you, you wave your hand or sort of just acknowledge it, like? Oh, I, I should have. 
wasn't there five officials? That was when they were they had the official behind the net or along I, the touchline. Well, I remember Billy Brennan even said in the bus on the way back, well, obviously disappointed and got it, whatever. And and then Billy Brennan stage throws a back pass, and I was like, what do you want about Billy? And I, I had to I had to watch it back in the guard's room. Then I was like, it was a back pass. He didn't even see that. So I think the referees they weren't cheating. They're just excuse me, friends, just shite. Like the just didn't know what they just just didn't know what was going on. Like and just say like play on quickly. Just hear about the fact that they scored thirty seconds later was just like. A complete injustice, and we tried to get back into the game. Like, but I think one goal was within that match. It was just such a terrible day. If we had scored first, probably from that, from a penalty, from a free kick to the box, or or whatever. I think what if it was a penalty later on that game it was a handball and stuff as well. And I just think never scored first that game. Like, and if I hadn't went down or hadn't been in controversy, I would have been in position, and they wouldn't have went up and scored so easy. And I think it was just very, very disappointing all round. And as you say, there's no fault to Port of Downs. We didn't get European money. So we financially the club struggled for next year. And um, a few players were leaving, whatever, like so that's I think now Port Downs only finally getting back to anywhere near what the what they want to be now and it's taken a long time, which is through no fault of their own, through incompetency from referees and officials. Port of them were made to suffer for a long time and it just wasn't right and um it's just very, very disappointing for myself personally to win an Irish Cup and for all those Port Down supporters who came out and and a miserable day over the East Belfast for they get cheated out of the game they got there. It was you know, it was shocking. I feel for everyone, supporters, the players, Ronnie McFall sort of um only had a few months after that there the next season. Keith O'Hara, that was his last chance to lift Keith's a brilliant man. That was his last chance to, to lift the Irish Cup and that's all he wanted to do. He was just obsessed by that and just couldn't wait for the opportunity. And to be taken away by something out of your own hands is very, very cruel and very cruel all round and just wasn't just wasn't a nice place to be around then for a while. It was it was just shocking like through again, no fault to put it down. Well, Michael, your your beard is glistening in the sunlight there, and I'm sure boys are arriving for training there, and you're probably you've probably got just, a wee you you've probably got a wee butterfly in your tummy there, ready to get back on the pitch. Like I'm actually starving. I might just go back to that McDonald's straight in the way back home to Lisbon. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought me out of it. I forgot how crappy I'm there, so I don't know what to do. Uh, Listen, when you're when you're 42 and 43, you wish you'd taken every opportunity to play football for 10 minutes or an hour. Like you definitely have to get out there. No better feeling. I'd give it a good go here and see what the crack does anyway. Well, here, listen. Um, on that note, um, Dave, thanks very much as always. Michael, we really appreciate you taking the time to speak this tonight. Um, it's been a good crack, and hopefully, get you on again someday. Like and. Have fun at the training tonight. But before we actually go, I better say, don't forget to like and subscribe to the We Are Ports TV YouTube channel, and you can check it out on Spotify as well. So, cheers, folks, and here's hoping for two quarter nine wins over the next few days.